Um, I, I think where I've adjusted, not where I've adjusted, what I found is that Hofstra is a special place. And I think the history of Hofstra is pretty special. Uh, the people here, there's a commitment that exudes. Um, you can feel it. It's almost palpable um, to trying to be successful in, in every way. Uh, we have a great group of student athletes that are performing tremendously, first and foremost, academically. When you look at an almost 3.3, Stephen, correct? Um, GPA is is tremendous and that's our first and, and highest measure of priority is how are we doing academically are we performing are we positioning as an institution and as a, a athletics program are we positioning our student-athletes for success academically as they continue their journey on um, their their path to success from an athletics perspective you look at our history it's special and and it's we've had some pretty special accomplishments and I I think one of the things I found, and I may have said this when I first got here, what made Hofstra so appealing to me was its history coupled with its potential. And I think our best days truly are ahead of us, and they I hope they are, for sure. I mean, you always want to hope that you continue to improve. Uh, but I, I think we have, we have great opportunity uh, at Hofstra, uh, both athletically and as an institution. Now for you, as you've adjusted, like you mentioned, how has building relationships with the coaches and players gone thus far? Well, thank goodness the players are back. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my first days on or about June one, so it was kind of quiet. Um, uh, relationships, uh, I believe people win. You will hear me say that over and over. It's important that we provide the best facilities and services and support that we can. But it's all about having the right recruiting, retaining the right staff and student athletes that represent this institution. It is, I think, success is defined by people people win. So relationships are what drives success. Uh, there's an expression in fundraising, people give to people, not, not just organizations and not just causes. People give to people based on relationship and investing in what they believe in. So we've worked pretty hard at, at um, I've spent a lot of time in the onboarding process is what, what it's called when you're transitioning from job to job. And we spent a lot of time meeting and being on a listening tour of, of our alum, our friends, our students, our uh, administrators and staff on campus, our staff here. Uh, the athletes are now back, which just energizes us. We've met with every team that's come back. Um, and it will be um, an elevated priority to continue to work and meet and be with our student athletes and the people that support Hofstra Athletics. So what's your biggest goal here um, that you wish to accomplish at Hofstra? I think it's to, I have a few goals, but first and foremost, it's to, it's to create a culture and a standard that is a high expectation culture that has students at the forefront of all the decisions that we make and that we are raising the expectations of and the standards that we have been accustomed or comfortable with. You know, years ago, and anyone that's heard me talk, I, I talk about early in my career, I witnessed and read a strategic plan from Stanford that talked about raising standards. And Stanford is um, considered to be one of the best institutions of higher education and one of the best athletic programs in America. I'm a big fan of the people that work at Stanford, run Stanford Athletics. And I, it, it stayed with me. We should constantly be trying to raise these standards 
by which our organization is run and what we hold ourselves to. That's of our athletes, our coaches, our institution, our fans. And I think that that's an important piece of, uh, and goal. We have to get comfortable having the courage to be great. And winning is not easy. Being great is not easy. It takes a collective effort, a collective responsibility. And I think that one of the things a leader or an AD needs to do is you know, build that tone, that mood, that atmosphere, and that standard, and communicate that in building a culture of collective work with our, with our shared leadership of our coaches and, and um, administrators. I know it's just been a couple of months, but so far, what would you say has been your favorite part about the job? I love coming to work every day. I can't wait to get here in the morning. I can't. Uh, I think about it when I get home. Uh, my favorite part is that I think that there are people here that share that. They want to make Hofstra great every day. Uh, they're committed to students. Uh, you know, we're here because of the students and for the students. And uh, and the, the folks that I've met here and the people I get to work with, especially you know, there's been some folks that have really been at Hofstra for a while. They still have the energy to be great. Uh, it's it's it, so when you're the AD and come in and and see that, feel it and witness it. It motivates me to 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 be of that ilk and mindset. Fortunately, I like to think that I am of that ilk and mindset, but, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really good place to be because the organization is rooted by integrity, and I think it has a commitment to trying to have the courage to be great with a moral compass as your lead. Um, so, yeah, I love coming to work every day. And so is it really work if you love coming every day? So, so going back to your past, uh, your Iona um, program set records in so many other different facets. We talk about you know academics, community service, revenue, of course. Um, what is your lasting thought from Iona now moving on to Hofstra? Uh, Iona is a special place, and it, it has great leadership. It has great people. It has great history. There are a lot of similarities. Um, being, it's a privilege that I get to be AD at Hofstra. It was not easy to think about leaving Iona because it was a special place I got to work for and with special people. Um, it was a mission-based, you know, it, it, similar to how I think Hofstra aspires and is leading with a moral compass, that's what Iona was. So my lasting impression and the thing was that it was a special place with a special history and I still think Iona has a tremendous future. Um, success was absolutely born through the people and people were the reason. You were, that there was success at Iona. And I think similar, there were so many similar traits that Hofstra had. The one really compelling thing that is a little differentiating for Rick Cole is that I'm a Long Island guy. I was mm -hmm. born here, I was raised here, I'm a product of it. I have a lot of pride in being from Long Island. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the first place, first university or college I ever stepped foot on. It was the first intercollegiate athletic game I've ever witnessed. So, um, it, it, it had to be the really right fit for me to leave Iona, and this is the absolutely right fit for me. You mentioned the Long Island connection. Besides that, has there been any difference you've seen between Iona and Hofstra? Different institutions. Um, you know, academically, it's structured differently. It's, um, it's different size, different league. Um, while there, I think there are many things that drive the success for both institutions that are similar, that's the good I take from it, um, but I certainly embrace the fact that different is okay. 
uh, different is exciting. And um, there is a difference between an institution on Long Island and an institution in Westchester. There is a difference of an institution, of a faith-based institution and a not faith-based institution. Both are private. Both have similar challenges and opportunities of private institutions. Um, so I think there, there are some similarities and some differences, but I think that you learn from the things that maybe weren't as perfect and um, you take the good and try to apply it wherever you go. Um, but certainly I think there's a difference in what the, how, who the institution is. So from an academic side, you already talked about this previously, but how do you push as an athletic director for our athletes not just to be you know, just athletes and doing more in the community and doing more academically as well? Well, they are student-athletes. That's, that's what they should be referred to. I mean, sure. I mean, you know, athletes, if you've ever been in the pile before, and I use the pile analogy, when you win a championship, when you work, when you sacrifice, when you put a team first, and you know what that feels like, I don't have to talk about wanting to win or be competitive. I hope that's in all of our student athletes. I think those are life skills that they will take with them for their on their journey and their continued success, they'll be able to use that that gene, that emotion that drives them. Shouldn't have to talk all that much about that. But I do think it's important to us that when we talk about who we aspire to be in our everyday behavior and who we want to be as an athletics program, is that we're an educational-based organization. Like, we use athletics as a tool to position our student-athletes for success. It's a piece, it's a spoke in their wheel. It's an important one. And at times it's a hard one. I mean, what's, what student athletes have to do is different than what non-student athletes have to do. Not better, not worse, just very different. And so we will talk about academics first. We will talk about, you know, being contributors in the community. We will talk about life preparation and are we doing the best we can to prepare the men and women for their experience after collegiate athletics. So I think when you weave that into all your conversations, your behaviors, your, you know, your expectations, then it becomes more of the norm. But I think Hofstra's done a, a very good job well before I got here about making that an important piece of the culture. And we're going to reinforce and raise that standard and reinforce and raise that standard so people are aware that that's what matters to us. And it doesn't matter if you're the best player on the team or the last player on the bench, that standard should not be negotiable. Before you took the job, had you heard anything about the different programs at Hofstra? And if so, did anything stand out that really excited you and propelled you to say, these programs are the ones I want to be working with? Sure. Well, anybody knows anything about our softball program and the legacy of Coach Edwards knows that, you know, you can, he's great witness to what you can, what you can do if you have the right person at the right place at the right time. Uh, there's a history of basketball, there's a history of lacrosse, there's a hist this great history. I go sport by sport. You look at what our women's soccer program is, is doing. You know, academically, they're off the charts. A 3.65-ish, I believe their GPA was last. They win the league. You know, they're contributing to the community. They're, they're a team-first organization. I don't think any organization, I don't think any team is perfect. Mm -hmm. But it's all about how we respond to our challenges, and so yeah, I mean, we, I've been very, I've been great witness to it. I, again, you grow up there. My sister's a graduate of it, played here, and um, so I've watched volleyball have great, great years under Coach Califer and currently under Emily. And um, we've, we've had there's been great history, and that's a huge piece of 
again, who Hofstra is and what we can be is what was the greatest attraction. So we talk about Hofstra's past, and they obviously have a past for bringing uh, student athletes into the pro game as well. We talk about so many other different sports. So how do you as a leader sort of plan to continue that thought process of pushing those student athletes to getting into the pro game um, and taking that next step? Well, I, I think, you know, if you, if you look at data, right, and if you look at the data of transition from high school athlete to Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, it's a fraction. Mm -hmm. And then when you look at the next phase of professional athletics, it's a fraction. So we're a fraction of a fraction that are going to go pro. So I believe that if that is important to any male or female athlete, I support it. That could be your plan A. And, and we need to work with whatever the aspiration of the student athletes are. I always say there always needs to be a plan B, mm -hmm. whether you're a professional athlete or if you're just saying, hey, this is what I think I want to do professionally. We're going to have that conversation of, we're going to give you your plan A. What's your plan B? Let's work with both. Let's position you for success that is appropriate for you. I mean, everybody's got their own path. I mean, I hate to sound corny. I always say I don't think I'm the sharp, smartest guy in the world, but like it's, it's simple fundamentals. Like what is important to you and how do we help? Because not every 18 to 23-year-old has that perfect path, has the knowledge base of strategy of how to get what they ultimately want. I think it starts with conversations and an early phase of saying, ultimately, what's your end game? What's plan A? What's plan B? What are the few things you think you'd like to do? Um, and because we have a history of it, and my guess is we will continue to have a history of professional athletes, that we can give them the support that they may need because it's really about their success. Their success is our success. Um, so I'm not sure if I answered that exactly how you wanted, but... Now that the fall sports season has officially started, what do you expect from the teams and their 2018 campaigns? I expect that first and foremost that they understand the responsibility they have when they have the good fortune to put the laundry on every day and represent an organization and institution that's greater than oneself. I think that my second hope and expectation is that they will value and know that it is a privilege to be able to do it and that it goes really fast and that every step in the journey is about preparation for our success. I don't necessarily believe that, that championships are just won, like if you're talking about the fall athletes. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're just won at the end of October or November. I think that they're won last spring, this summer. What are we doing to work and build ourselves as a differentiating organization and athlete and team? Um, so my, my expectations are that we will go out on the field, work to get better every day, commit to a culture of excellence and high expectation, and the results of those things will mean that our programs are getting better. Dare we say win championships. Those are results of what I think the focus should be. We should be spending our time on process, expectations, how do we help. We're, we have to say, hey, we want to win championships. We're probably having the conversation with the wrong player, coach, or administrator because we all want to win. But invest yourself in the process of excellence, and great things happen. Oh, uh, Mr. Cole, obviously uh, for our show, we have a viewership that listens to our preview show. Is there any one central message that you want our listeners to know uh, before we conclude the interview? I, I hope that people will come out and come out often, and they're invited to do so whether they're a community member, whether they're an alum, whether they're a staff or student at Hofstra, my hopes are that they will come and witness the men and women that put the laundry on, that wear the uniform, that put the practice gear on every day, 
that work hard tirelessly to to represent this institution and its history and its future. So I'm inviting them to come out and participate, to come to a game, to come to multiple games. I, I think and know they will make you proud of the efforts of who they aspire and try to be every day. And I think that for young folks that are out there, you know, I think that we invite the young students in our community to come and be a part of what we're trying to build here. It'll be fun, it'll be engaging, and I think they'll be, uh, to the parents and, and coaches and the, the um, whoever is responsible for these young folks, I think they'll be a great group of role models that they'll be able to witness on and off the playing field. Well, he is Mr. Rick Cole Jr. Thank you so much for joining us and all this insight information. We look forward to hearing from you soon again. Look forward to talking to you guys again. Go Pride.